0: Hi, this is your host, Leslie Root, and I have been using the Enneagram for over a decade with my clients in therapy, with my friends, with my family, and in life in general. I'm a mom, I'm a therapist, I'm a wife, but most importantly, I'm a perfectly imperfect human being. I love to teach therapists and coaches how to bring the Enneagram and all its gifts into their businesses and practices so that they can help others discover their true north well hello enneagram enthusiasts i am so excited to be chatting with you today i have been hard at work on this amazing, it is coming, uh, this amazing mentorship program that will start on February 1st. We have a great group of coaches and therapists who are ready to take their Enneagram knowledge to the next level and become Coaching ready for the Enneagram, and they're going to start their sixteen-week program here on February first. And I do have a few spots left; I have a few people still interested, but. few spots left so if you think you might um, be interested let me know as soon as you can i'll have a couple of links in this podcast so that you can go ahead and fill out the application and possibly get started with our cohort in February 1st. So um, this is going to be just a great group of individuals that we will be able to go through and really take your ability from Enneagram beginner to um, Enneagram expert, that you will be able to leave that experience with the knowledge you need to really go out there and share this and implement this into your practice, into your coaching practice, and into coaching clients on the Enneagram. So It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see you guys. And if you are interested, again, just check the episode notes for this episode. But as I was um, creating the content for this program, as I was getting to know like the ins and outs of like, this is what I really want to share with, um, with my cohort, I have delved into the um, levels of health. And I have to say they are fantabulous. The levels of health are perhaps one of the most pivotal pieces of the Enneagram as it relates to transformation. And if you are um, a coach or if you are a therapist or if you are just a human being, um, most of us are interested in transformation and some of us have made it our lives. So when I work with clients, I work with transformation. My goal is to to take clients from point A to point B and to get them the results that they deserve. And I do it with the Enneagram. And here's the cool thing. The Enneagram helps us to understand and to teach ourselves how to move the barometer of health. And it really lays it out in the levels of health. And I have to say, these levels are just magical they really do show people what the different types look like when they are really 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 sick (laughs) right and what the types look like when they're really 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 healthy and these levels of health they match up with so many different therapeutic models and so many different coaching models. So when you are talking about levels of health, we are really talking about some of the fun foundational concepts of how how do I experience the world? How do I experience myself within the world? And what does it mean to be a human being? Like, what am I hoping for here? And um, what I noticed is all of us are on this journey this journey called life and so many of us are missing big chunks of information Um, not only are we missing big chunks of information um, but a lot of times we don't even know we are So what I found with the levels of health is that they really fill in the gaps of that information that you're missing. And so um, if you are somebody that's like, wow, I am ready, I am ready to grow, I am sick of living in this world where it's kind of an us versus them mentality or maybe worse that um, you are in you know, situations where you are violating other people's boundaries or you are violating your own boundaries, then the Enneagram is a great place to start to implement Um, new ways of being in this world and new ways of being with your spouse of new ways of being with your kids of new ways of being with yourself. So these levels of health are, are serious stuff and they really outline the spiritual experience that we get to have when we move from not well to actualized. And there's a few things that I noticed in particular with the levels of health that so play a role in how functioning we are in our relationships. And those areas in particular are the um, the red flag fear and the other area that I thought was so fascinating was the wake up call. Why? Because it's all over the therapeutic literature and the therapeutic interventions that we all use. In particular, it is very much in the emotional immaturity model. And I'm not sure if you guys are super familiar with it, but I highly recommend it. Um, Michelle Shelfont has a podcast called The Adult Chair. She does a great job of breaking this down in really simple ways of understanding, of understanding that, um, you know, all of us at any, given time we're functioning from maybe a little kid ego state and in my world, in my emotional immaturity world, that would be kind of that wounded kid, that lost kid ego state where we are in feeling, right? We are in feeling and we're confused and we're having old feelings and things are not going well for us. And we feel usually victimized in this place. We may feel victimized, we may feel very hurt, we may feel very helpless. And so those are kind of those key places that, um, that we experience those feelings is when we are very small. And the way that I describe this to clients is, um, have you ever seen someone and they were like a 50 year old person, but in that moment when they were having a big emotion um, of maybe hurt, sadness, or even anger, right? They were not 50 years old. I guarantee you, they were not 50 years old. They seemed maybe five right? And so you can see this transformation take place in front of you. You can see it with, um, your spouse, probably you can see it maybe, um, with friends you can see it definitely if you're a therapist you see it with clients you can see it and you can feel it in the room because guys energy is real it is electrical it has a pulse it has an experience and we do energy exchanges that we can read in our nervous systems so um, we have the science to show that energy impacts health that my energy impacts the energy of the people around me so um what we found in these levels of health is that they are manifested in ego states. And the first ego state is that kid ego state. So when I think about kid ego state, I think about like zero to six or seven. And that's the way I was formally taught. I was formally taught under the model of Gestalt initially. And then I later learned, um, Post induction theory model or the emotional immaturity model. So, my mentor, and you might have caught our um, session together here on the podcast. She taught me a Gestalt model and a model that was originally formed by Eric Byrne called transactional analysis. And in transactional analysis, we would map out the different ego states and we would understand that people are in different ego states at any given time of the day. And what you see with the Enneagram is that, this is true as well, the levels of health, map out the ego states. And um, that middle ego state is is usually the one that most people make it to. So most people are kind of walking around um, like adolescents and they are pretending to be adults. And I bet that if I asked any given one of you that you could give me a great example of maybe a public figure or um, a friend or even a a parent who is pretending to be very adult-like but they are very much not implementing adult reasoning, um, adult ability to be able to engage in ways that will constructively get their needs met. And that is what we call that overadaptation. And in the Enneagram, the way we understand it is average levels of health. So if, if most people, if they had like a loving parental figure, if they had a figure that was able to meet a good portion of their needs, um, they likely still have some experiences that are sticking around with them. But if they had someone to help them for the most part, um, they're probably functioning at the levels of average health and that is outlined in the enneagram too and those average health levels are six five and four and that's kind of where most people stop (laughs) so you heard it from me first most people are out there walking around like with the ability the emotional ability of a teenager and the enneagram describes this for us and it describes it in great detail and the cool thing is that um what you may think is teenager for some people is not right so each enneagram type is very different with their strategies to deal with life and um, the health of an eight for instance will look very different than a healthy two um You know different yet there's similarities so maybe i shouldn't say very different their implementation though will look different they're working on different issues they're working on different overworked muscles and so um the levels of health which would be this level three level two level one are much more noticeable when we look at the type and the levels of health, the other thing they do, they really take us from kind of like parlor tricks. So where you simplify the Enneagram and say, oh, yeah, she's such a dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's such a three thing to do. Or that's such a seven thing to do to... Um, to the complexity that is the Enneagram. The Enneagram is complex. It's fascinating. It is um, amazing. It is a predictor of behavior and it gives us a map to health. And that is so cool. And with these levels of health as well, there are ways that we can tell when we are changing levels. And one way that we can tell is something called the wake up call. And the wake-up call is just like it sounds. It's a way for us to wake up to moving into average levels of health. And I can attest, once you taste the freedom of of health, of ego, of our ego dying in a way, right, of being free of those ego defenses, you want it. Like, you just want more. (laughs) It's the new addiction, I want more. And I think um, there's a lot of different things out there that help us with this. A lot of coaching programs that outline this and a lot of um, spiritual programs that outline this. I mean, it's all over Christianity. It is definitely all over the 12 steps of recovery. Um, A lot of it is in, you know, just Brene Brown's work. So when you start to look at the death of the ego, the death of the old adaptations, the death of our teenager. But really, I see it as us loving that teenager back in because you can't cut the teenager out, right? You have to love it back in is um, is freedom. It is freedom and it is freedom to have intimacy with others. So the wake up call for all the types looks a little bit different. And just like it sounds, it wakes us up to moving in to lower levels of health. And these are things that people don't want. Once you've worked your booty off, right? You have worked hard. You do not want to go backwards. You really don't. You don't wanna go backwards in the way that you do things. And I have seen this with my clients. Once they hit these higher levels of functioning, gosh darn it, they're not going backwards, right? they actually take on steps and they take on implementations to move forward. So they learn new ways to be in the world that allow them to be healthy, connected, holding um, their worth, holding their esteem, having boundaries. Boundaries are big, guys. We as a society do not do that great with boundaries. I don't know, in particular, even in in Minnesota. (laughs) Boundaries are like something we can all benefit from. We have this interesting cultural overlay just in Minnesota itself. Um, and I'm sure, and what i found even with clients who are not from here, that they have cultural overlays as well. So none of us escape that. Um, but the cool thing is when we are healthy, we have uh, the ability to, to have intuition around things that used to baffle us and having that intuition, knowing um, somehow, and you can't always explain it, right? How to handle these situations that used to baffle you, it's amazing. And you very much feel as if you never wanna go back to the old way of being. And a lot of times what people will do is they'll work really hard to stay in those higher levels of health. Now, if you have worked hard and you hear the wake up call, Um, generally speaking, what people will do is they'll reach out for support. So after I've worked with a client or worked with a coaching client and we've achieved those goals, they are functioning, they're kicking butt, they're living a relational life. Um, they usually call me when they need a checkup and the checkup is usually due to, I am hitting my wake up call Leslie, right? Like I am moving backwards and I don't want to go that way and um you know i have clients that are all different types and just kind of walking through some of the types what i've seen with these wake-up calls is that um the client will get into the old ego ways of being so when i think about enneagram one the wake-up call for one when they know like i am moving out of three and moving into four is they start to believe that they need to fix everything, right? They need to fix everything and it has to be them. So they are obligated to fix everything themselves. And the way that Enneagram ones do this will be much sneakier than that. (laughs) It's very different from that. It's almost like um, usually with the ones that I've worked with, what I'll see is they will decide Um, This person is just not going to do it well enough. And it's usually from even a position of, and if they don't do it well, other people are going to suffer. So it is like there's goodness in the intention, but it is very much the ones getting into this, um, this way of being that is uh, a control, like a control issue. And it is control in that they want to be autonomous. They don't want to be dependent on other people, but the way that they do this non-dependency is they do everything themselves in some ways and they start to take on these uh, more controlling characteristics. And if a one has had freedom from their way of being, from from those ego distortions, they really don't want to go back to the old way of being because they have lived a whole life like that and they just don't want to do it. Uh, The wake-up call for Enneagram 2 is usually about having to kind of win other people over right they have to go out there they have to win other people over they have to prove their worth um, and that is something that I just see over and over again for for Enneagram two is that they believe their worth isn't helping and it's just not. And when they start to move out of the healthy levels of like, hey, how am I meeting my needs? How am I taking care of myself? How am I having good boundaries, right? When they start to have that boundary breakdown, Enneagram two will start to believe that they need to help others or do certain things to be lovable. And um, that's something they just really need to be aware of. The wake-up call for Enneagram 3 is, as you might have guessed, about moving into um, an inner drive to obtain status, um, to, to obtain attention. So when the 3 starts to feel the hints of, um, I'm doing this because I want notoriety, or I want acknowledgement, or I want to be of a certain social status, they can tell, ooh, I'm moving outside of my my level of health, of having the gift of um, achieving, right? Because threes are achievers, having that gift of achieving, but believing that um, status will fulfill the need. Because status won't fulfill the need. It won't. And so when they move um, into this, it's a, it's a good time for them to wake up and, and see, this is not going to fulfill me. This is not going to make my needs um, not, not be there. In fact, it's, it's like chasing the dragon in many ways. So for four, what I've seen for the wake up call is they will start to see that they are intensifying some feelings and the feelings are usually about experiences in the in the past or experiences in the future. So what I've seen with fours is they will start thinking about something, it will become more and more intense, right? and um they will hold on to it right like their reality will become what happened before or what is going to happen in the future as a result of this negative experience and it's usually negative for the four when they're in a place where they're getting into that wake-up call place the five how does the five show the wake-up call it's usually a withdrawing and it's a withdrawing from reality so they stop living in reality and they start living in the mental world of concepts and they'll go over a lot of content data 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 content 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 and the action is almost ceasing to exist so when that five does the pullback the withdraw that is a sign that, yep, I am moving into four or five or six on my levels of health. Now Enneagram six, our questioner, our loyalist um, will start to move out of like trusting themselves, trusting that they've got this that, yes, I have these different things that I can do to know I can believe in myself and to becoming dependent on something outside of themselves. And what sixes will usually do is become dependent on um, a system. So it might be like an educational system, or it could be um, a legal system, or it could be all kinds of different systems. It could be a religious system or a person, right? So they'll believe that the system or this person has the, the guidance that they need and that their inner guidance is not sufficient. And so that's when sixes can start to tell like, ooh, I am not in my happy place anymore. Um, I am in fact starting to move into levels of health that will just not be what I want. I've worked too hard, too hard to get out of there. The seven will start to move into, um, futurizing or believing like, wow, you know, there is something better available somewhere else. The grass is greener. So the seven will start moving into that grass is greener and want to escape what is and move into um, seeking mode and then seeking mode. They do get uh, relief, right? But it's it's temporary relief. And so for the seven to be really aware that if they're getting into that thinking pattern, that yep, it's time to slow it down, see what's going on and see, um, hey, how do I recenter myself? How do I recommit myself to the things that I deserve, to the way that I deserve to be in this world and with other people? Uh, the eight. What I've seen with the eight and with myself is that suddenly life is hard, right? I have to push. I have to struggle. I am making things happen. Things aren't naturally happening. And I'm using my gifts of my eight, right? My assertiveness, my can do my, um, I can move that mountain. Yep. Can do that. Um, it's like, Ooh, I'm pushing. I'm going to make it happen. And by heck or high water, I'm going to make it happen. And so that's when I can tell like, oof, I'm moving somewhere. I don't want to be And that's not going to be a great place to be, nor do I want to stay there for very long. Now the nine, the way that the nine will start to have their wake up call is they will start to accommodate outwardly. So they'll say yes, when maybe they mean no, they'll accommodate other people's agendas and really put theirs on the back burner and they won't address what's there, right? So they'll really, be in a mode where resentment's going to build up or where self-denial will build up or self-forgetting is is definitely going to start to show up. So that would be their wake-up call. And I love it. I love it that the anagram teaches us these wake-up calls because if we know what they are, if we know what they taste like, smell like, sound like, look like, we can have that come to Jesus moment. We can have that moment where we can do an about face. We can do a turnaround. We can do implement um, something in our world that will help us to show up in a way that we deserve and in a way the people we love deserve us to show up. So the levels of health, guys, so amazing and something that I am just enamored with. I cannot believe sometimes how accurate the Enneagram system is and how beautiful it is. And I really believe therapists, coaches, um, just the world at large deserves this beautiful map to understand themselves and to understand the people they love. So again, if you want more information on um, the programming that I offer on Enneagram Unlimited. I'll have a couple of links on this podcast or feel free. I'd love to have you guys in our Facebook group. So I give out some knowledge um, of how to learn about the different types and we're talking about different things in that group and we'd just love to have you as well. Okay. Have a wonderful afternoon, evening, morning, whenever I'm catching you and we will talk soon. Thank you.